Welcome to 51 First Dates. I'm Liza. And I'm Kimmy. And we are doing an experiment. And talking about dating. And love. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Cheers. Cheers. Hello, everybody. Welcome to 51 First Dates. I'm Kimmy. And I'm Liza. And I'm having a really hard time speaking. (laughs) And this is a podcast about dating. We talk about dating, not dating, you know, and everything related to it. So thank you for joining us. We're so so excited to have you here. And we're also very excited to have kind of our first listener guest in a minute, or maybe ever, who we haven't met, Nicole. Hello, everybody. This is bit surreal it's a bit odd but it'll be fun I'm excited <laughs> to see how this works out oh my god we're so happy to have you on Nicole's seeing us in all of our lack of professionalism we're really oh just gosh, like no it's you know it's a Sunday this is really we're so productive right now we're all out of bed yep it's true oh. out of bed I just moved cross country but still Liza and I are in different boroughs in New York so not recording mm-hmm. together so it's lovely being on video chat with you and thank you so much for joining us on a Sunday Evening, because it's rough. It's tough. <laughs> I mean, thanks for responding to my kind of weird email, like, let me just be on the show and talk. <laughs> so, oh, my yeah. God. We no. love weird emails. We, emails are, in, A, it's not weird, and B, we love, that's our favorite thing in the world. So everyone should email us. I'm, I'm you, like a mom constantly begging people every episode, like, email us. We're here. And your email was so specific, and thank you for following up as well, which all of you can do with your worst first dates. Things just get clogged. But, Nicole, your email was so specific about, like, this is why I'd bring an interesting perspective. And it was like, yeah, totally. Like, this is great. We want daters. We're trying to figure out the format of this going forward. And, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. Yeah. This is – it's always a joy to have listeners involved, and then even more so to record with you. It's very cool. Oh, my gosh. I feel for like I'm sure. a celebrity when I shouldn't at all. <laughs> oh my god yes you absolutely should um all right so let's just kick it off you know as we always do do you have a worst first date story so my first worst first date story would probably i have a couple i'll save one because that's the most one of the recent dates i went on so we can go in depth with, in that with that excuse me with that later but one worst first date is i went on this date with this guy we double matched so we matched on bumble and then we stopped talking and then we matched again on the league exchange mm-hmm. numbers, started talking again. And when I got to the bar, I mean, he was fine. I knew right away it wasn't going to be like anything. And so I was kind of bored trying to find stuff to talk about. And we we're at a bar and someone's having a bachelorette party for some reason. So I brought that up and he goes, Oh yeah, I was in a bachelor party in Atlantic city for New Jersey. And you know, me and my friends, we went crazy. We went to like the strip club, whatever. And I was like, okay, like great whatever. I don't care. It goes, yeah, I even paid, uh, in his words, I paid a stripper to sit on my face. Um, you don't do that ever. Just, just don't do it. Just don't tell people, just don't do it. It's (laughs) not great. And I guess, you know, he thought my look of shock was just like me doubting him. He goes, Oh, if you don't believe me, I can show you the Venmo request. Uh, Oh my God. I'm just, proceeded to get really drunk after that because I didn't know how to gracefully exit that situation and then uh he kept trying to text me and I'm just like no you just told me you paid for sex that is that is a wild kind of disclaimer it's like he gave you this it also sounds like he was proud of it in a way which okay but yeah it's a very bizarre like foray into trying to start something with someone it was definitely a I think it was a flex but it's just usually um people don't ever brag about paying for Mm -hmm. you know yeah and the other thing that's super fucking weird about that is like when you had a surprised look on your face he assumed it was that you didn't believe him as (laughs) though he was like I just climbed Mount Everest like like that's not (laughs) It's not like a fucking, A, like anyone, it's not an impressive feat that he did this, but it's so weird he would assume that's why you were giving him a look. Like, yep. who thinks, who raised this person? You know, <laughs> like, he seemed very okay normal on paper, you know, totally. seemed very normal. And then that came out of his mouth and I was like, okay, I can understand why maybe you are single because, and then, oh, and the best thing is I think I was on a different, I think he liked me like a year later on Hinge. And I'm like, come on, dude. Mm. Like, I know your face. I know I remember what you look like because 
like who yeah yeah that that's weird with the okay so I feel like we need to back up one million steps we kind of jumped right into this as oh my god I'm sorry but yeah I totally want to know okay so I want all of our (laughs) listeners to know we know where you're based but where you're based what where you're at with dating but like the double matching definitely happened to me in New York right like then again yeah that's a very weird move a year later but yeah let's start with like where you're at Mm -hmm. as much about like what you do for work etc that you want to share and then kind of diving into what apps you use and stuff. So just, yeah, give us the, give us yeah. the dating. I'll give a, you know, this is probably a more normal <laughs> entrance, but um, yeah, so I'm based in DC and I work in the media um, and DC is a very interesting place to date. Me personally, I'm not the most political person. Mm-hmm. Um, granted, all my friends are a lot more political than me. You know, they're very strongly tied to a certain political party and they're very much, I've had friends who don't date guys because they're like, oh, especially with this upcoming 2020 election, they're like, well, they support this candidate for a, for the presidential election. And I think they have bad politics. I personally don't really care about that. And is that within the same party even? Like within like, let's yes. say the Democratic, like the, mm-hmm. okay. So, yeah, that's, yeah, that's that's a really, that, but I can see if you're in it, mm-hmm. getting like a, about that. Yeah, so it's a pretty small bubble. I mean, DC is, I think it's a pretty small city for a major city. It's, um, I mean, via using a car, you can get from one end to the other without traffic, maybe 15 to 20 minutes, not bad at all. Um, so it's pretty small, I think. For me, uh, what else was I going to say? Oh, yeah. And for the apps that I'm using, I mm-hmm. personally just stick to Bumble and Hinge. I know one of my friends recently met someone through Tinder. And so she's like, you should do that because if you ever get lazy and don't want to message the guy first, like they'll do that. And I was like, yeah, whatever. Um, but I'm very much of the person who, when there's a new dating app, I'll try it out. And then I realize it's all the same, basically. Yeah, that's a good mm-hmm. point. So I feel like I, like, I think that Hinge was my favorite. It ended up not being where I met my boyfriend. It was on the yeah. league, but like just, you know, fully and frankly, and we're not endorsed by Hinge at all or sponsored I endorse Hinge separately. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. It just – I feel like you can comment on each other's things. Mm-hmm. Bumble's great, but I got, I got kind of lazy about approaching or, like, sending the first message. I also definitely have just a go-to line for Bumble that I send to everybody. Yes. And, that? you know, it's – for me, my go-to line – I watch a lot of TV. Um, so my go-to line is always, like, hey, whatever their name is, fuck, Mary kill, Hulu, YouTube, Netflix. And then I've had people that are, like – well, you can't do that, so I'm not going to answer your questions. Like, okay, well, you have no sense of humor. I don't want to talk to you. Thank you for eliminating yourself. And then if, you know, usually that just uh, segues into, like, a conversation about TV, and you can just – everyone watches TV, or everyone should yeah. watch TV. I yeah. Guess. Wait, so. I want to talk about what your answers are and try to figure out my own because I'm a total nerd, like, you know, getting my MBA but trying to be in this entertainment industry. And we're always – I feel like people are always talking about, like, what streamer are people going to keep? So I actually think that's an amazing – fuck Mary kill I'm like also, very like, into that I love the model of using a fuck Mary kill as an opening line because it's like you can get information you can find out if someone's fun you can like it like is such a like everyone I feel like I would respond to that so instantly because everyone loves playing that game everyone has mm-hmm. opinions like that's such a good model I feel like you could do it with other stuff fuck Mary kill pizza tacos chicken nuggets Kimmy. oh yeah I've done it <laughs> I've done it with what have I done it with I've done it with almost anything and everything. So, and then it's interesting because some people, you know, because it has the word fuck in it, they'll like, they'll be like, fuck you. And I was like, okay, yeah, no, I'm not. This is not where I want it to go. And then it's fun to see if then the person, if they answer back and they ask me if they, their response to my answer then would be like a follow up fuck Mary kill. Someone did it with fast food one time and that was really fun. Yeah, hmm. that's fun. Wait, so what's your fuck Mary kill Netflix? Wait, Netflix, Hulu, YouTube. I would, ooh, I would, yeah, I would uh, fuck YouTube because, mm-hmm. you know, it's useful, but you don't, like, I'm learning how to wear makeup, so I'm using YouTube, honestly, <laughs> how I'm doing it. Um, I would kill Hulu. I hate to say it because Hulu does have some really great original programming right now, mm-hmm. um, and also, like, I don't have a TV, so if I kill Hulu, then I can't really watch Killing Eve. Yeah, yeah. But I would marry Netflix. Yeah. No, I think it makes sense. Like Netflix has – it's tricky for me. Every day it's changing. I'm going to totally nerd out now. I – huh. For me, it's like starting to become more maybe marry Hulu just Mm -hmm. because – 
I find myself watching like just old trash TV. I've just needed like a pause. And they have great new original shows. But I need Netflix in my life too. So maybe that would be my my fuck. Like every once in a while when there's some new awesome thing out. Even though I do watch The Office on there. Like reruns all the time. Um, And then YouTube might be my kill. I don't know. This is not interesting. I just really wanted to think about that. (laughs) I think we all have different ones because I would – Fuck YouTube, Mary, Hulu, kill Netflix. Interesting. So we're all yeah. in different camps. Very interesting. I think someone yeah. did throw in a curveball of like, well, I won't have. They said so. Oh, and they said what was it? Amazon Prime will be my mistress. And I was like, <laughs> I didn't even consider that as a thing. I was like, good job. I'm like, thinking to include that one too. So yeah, knowing all the streamers. Yeah. <laughs> no, but that's fun because then I did always like because I really like TV and I love even on a first date, just kind of getting into, like, what are you watching? It's just such yeah. an easy point of conversation. It may seem very basic, but, like, date or weird networking thing, you can talk about what you're watching mm-hmm. with another human. Yeah. Well, I like well, that. Yeah, that's a great one. I feel like uh, if ever, if anyone is, like, feeling uh, is on the apps this weekend wants to try one, send us screenshots of responses with faces blurred out, et cetera. But, then but I feel like a fuck, Mary kill. I'm now obsessed with the fuck, Mary kill model as your opening line. It's just, like it's framing device. Time. So if anybody does it this week, please send send receipts. I want to see. Um, yeah, cool. So, Nicole, have you been in D.C. for a long time? Like, have you dated in other cities? Is this like the primary city you've been in as a as a grown up person? So I was born in the D.C. greater D.C. area, went to school here. So I've been in DC, the DC area my whole life, went to school in Virginia and all of that. So it's actually kind of funny when you had Kenny on, he's like, yeah, like Virginia folks, they just date each other from like college. I'm like, yep, yep, we do. <laughs> so it was kind of funny. Um, and um, so I've been in DC my whole time, my whole life. And like Kenny said, it does feel like either you some you're in one of two camps. Um, <clears throat> either you just date the folks you went to college with, or you reconnect with people from high school and date them, get married to them, all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, cause I don't really have anything else to compare it to. I mean, one of my friends lives in LA, another one of my friends lives in New York and we kind of all grumble about how I think even though we're in such different cities because they're all, you know, they all have distinct characteristics, but basically people are lazy. And I think that's our biggest complaint. Um, so I technically don't even live in DC proper. I live in Virginia. Mm-hmm. And it's closer, and I know the whole, there's like the New York, Jersey City thing, but it's not even that far. It's not as far as that. So for me, I can get into D.C. via the metro in like 10, 10 minutes because okay. I'm right by the border. So it's not even that hard because I understand for Jersey City and New York, like the actual city, like that's actually kind of a ways away. <laughs> um, right. There's no like subway situation to get to Hoboken or Jersey City, even though they're so close, like from especially yeah. Liza's apartment. Liza lives in yeah. Chelsea giving it away to everybody and it there's you can look at jersey from your apartment right now though. completely yeah. and you can take the path train but it's not as reliable and yada 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 whatever but yeah it is like i couldn't imagine for example like living in brooklyn and dating someone who lived in hoboken oh my gosh. <laughs> like that would be like dating that would be a long distance relationship yep yeah and so people have made certain jokes about that here too they're like oh like I don't date people that live in Virginia because that's like a long distance relationship and it goes both ways. Like I do have other friends who live in the same part of Virginia with, as I do, and they don't even bother dating people in DC. So Mm. it's it's like weird self-segregation based off like where you live, obviously. Um, So, I mean, I just, honestly, I just date whoever wants to go on a date with me because I don't care. (laughs) Guess what? There's a thing called Uber, Lyft, there's the Metro, like it's not that hard. Yeah, like, I think that's the right attitude, too, just broadly. Like, not to be super cheesy, but, like, that's that's why you're dating and, like, having fun stories from it and, you know, having successes and fails. And, I don't know. It seems like you have the right attitude about it, which I did not have for so long. But just starting to have to, like, go on a date a week for this podcast really helped me open up and be like, fuck it. Stop getting caught up in that stuff. Yeah. Now but I'm honestly, in a long – Yeah. Oops, sorry. didn't mean to cut no, you off. No, I'm just – now I'm in a long-distance relationship. But I, I met him in the same city. It's just – you never know what's going to happen yeah. anyway. So just, like, keeping an open mind, I think, is really yeah. healthy. And honestly, it was listening to this podcast, I think, made me realize that I was putting so much stress on myself looking at the wrong things for a first date. So, you know, a first date, it's just – it's two random people meeting. The first date should just be a successful first date. Is, can you talk to each other? 
and not feel uncomfortable. Yes. And that's one of those yeah. things because, you know, I have other friends who are dating now and some of them, they're like, you know, when they're, they're like, oh, this is a fine first date, but I don't think anything's going to come of it. So I'm not going to meet them for a second date. I'm like, well, just go for a second date. It's fine. Just, yeah. if it's horrible, then just leave. Call yeah. it a day. Like, truly, I feel like if someone is nice, has like good hygiene and is like polite to the waiter and bartender, you're like, so, I mean, it's sad that the bar is, I don't know, that's not necessarily low, but it's mm-hmm. just like, yeah, a first date is a first I don't know interview it's like you just are trying to check a couple like human things yeah off the list and they're also you know first dates are inherently awkward and weird even if you're not an awkward or weird person I'm already an awkward person I just found I was always checking myself in weird ways on first dates you're not always on right like just any time in life so Mm -hmm. I think giving that second date a shot is often where you can see if you actually click with someone or laugh with someone or whatever you know personality vibe you're looking for is actually there or not yeah very pro second dates yeah cool so okay this is a question (laughs) if this ends up being like so cheesy because you know I like to pretend to be Terry Gross we can definitely (laughs) cut it but I feel like this is a question I've been wanting to like start asking our new or our like guest daters is what do you feel like is your biggest like dating struggle like what's the thing that kind of is the most like tricky for you about dating this is I'm gonna for me I guess sometimes I come off as more interested than I really am because I'm Mm. a planner I like a very type a with logistics so I'm the type of person and my friends make jokes about this all the time if I know where I'm gonna go you know they'll be like let's go to dinner at xyz restaurant I'm the person that will google it maybe two three days in advance to look at the menu to make sure that I can get the best dish possible. Like, because of that, you know, I usually, I have no problem asking for a first date. I have no problem following up with things and all yes. of that. So sometimes I think I, people think I like them more than I really do. And then it just turns really awkward. Mm. If that makes any sense. Like, No, it makes so much sense. I Totally. But, but I, again, oh, I'm being such a cheese monster tonight. And like, also like I'm acting like, oh, this is what I found. But in going on more dates, I felt like more and more confident like with that part of it and I definitely turned some people like off but those probably aren't the right people if that makes right. sense. Like yeah. those aren't people those are people who are going to read and do everything like and it's like it's just unfortunate that like especially for a woman being more mm-hmm. forward in dating I'm sure tell me if you know this is how you feel but I kind of felt like when I'd be quick to ask someone out because I didn't like being on the apps for too long mm-hmm. like I don't know when if a guy did that I'd be like oh great he's being planful but some some of those stereotypes of like gender really seeped down and it feels weirder as a woman to be kind of pushing that first date yeah that kind of reminds me of a dating uh someone I was just casually dating last summer and he lived right by this restaurant in DC it's really popular it's hard to get reservations like it's one of those things where you have to plan it at least two to three weeks in advance Mm -hmm. and so he was only here for the summer and I knew that and he like lived so close to it kept mentioning it so I was like you know what I'm just gonna make reservations at this restaurant if he doesn't want to go fine I'll find a friend I'll have a great night out and so I did that I made the reservations just texted him like hey like I know you kind of keep mentioning this place and I figured you should stop by like visit this place before you go I um, let me know if you're free for dinner this night and then he just kind of like started fading and then my one friend took my phone was just like demanding an answer like hey like is everything okay because like you were completely responsive and all of a sudden you're not. And he's like, well, you know, I thought you just were, did such a big gesture making a restaurant reservation <laughs> and was like, no, like let's, he's like, you know, we're, we're not even anything. I'm like, I know we're not anything. Like, ew, that's so frustrating because I feel like that happens sometimes with, you know, if you buy tickets to a concert or something too, mm-hmm. I like you hide it and you're like, maybe if we're still dating, like it's yeah, yeah. similar. Yeah. It, like in New York, DC, great restaurants, you've got to book them like a month in advance sometimes. And it's also that's annoying because he was there for a finite period of time too I just it's frustrating towing the line of how to show how to be vulnerable and like show that's not Mm -hmm. even like showing you care that's just like a nice gesture that you know shows you care yes but it's also more just like this would be fun for us both like the fine line between that and then that being taken as like whoa too much too soon is really frustrating because I feel like dating should be vulnerability all the way, but it's yeah. so hard. 
Also, I'm sorry, restaurant reservations. They're not like a lifetime commitment. You can do something called cancel that. <laughs> so like, I just thought that was weird. I'm like, you know, restaurant reservations don't mean anything. At least for me, they don't mean anything. It's mm-hmm. just, yeah. Let's also eat like, food. if it's a place, I don't know. I feel like it's also, it's weird to me when men and women both do this, what I think men do it a lot. Like people take like little things as a sign mm-hmm. of... I mean, I don't know. I've done that. I was like casually dating someone who gave me like a really nice Christmas gift. We were we were like, it was very casual. I had told him I didn't want to be in a committed thing, like blah, 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 whatever. And then he gave me like one of the, like a, an amazing Christmas gift. And I was like, I freaked out. And I was like, sorry, like we got it, you know, but it's, it's hard. It's very like, it's a, not a good impulse. Like it, people are allowed. It's not, I mean, obviously a restaurant reservation is like, I think not in that at that level, like mm-hmm. not in that category of things that should scare someone away. But people mm-hmm. are so like squirrely about anything that might be, I don't know, like it, it's just like a gross trait I in myself too. Like I just fully admitted to doing it. But yeah, I don't know. There's something about it that's people are very like self-protecting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, But I also think the thing you're talking about, and sorry, I am going to talk about The Bachelorette real quick. We will move on. We just did a full episode about it. But Nicole, are you watching The Bachelorette this I season? Know. I know. I've been told I good. should. No. Good. No. Like, it's, it's, it's garbage. I, I envy that I, I had been a person who had never seen it. I saw Unreal before I saw it. But like now I'm a person who watches it and likes talking about it. I fucking love the conversation around it. And it's, it's. It's something I hate about myself, but yeah, it's good. You're you're the person we both want to well, be. <laughs> I watch yes. other trashy stuff. Like I'm really excited to see how the American Love Island is gonna be <gasps> like like that that's my that ninety day fiance, those things. Fuck, ninety day fiance is wild. Fiance. I have not seen Love Island yet, but I have a good friend at school in LA who is at like so excited for the American version and like very into that show and it feels like maybe something we should watch for homework Liza and talk about oh yeah let's let's make a <laughs> night <of> related <laughs> yeah totally I'm about it now that you're here I'm like let, let's post up on the couch and watch that shit for hours um <laughs> but also uh Sarah uh, our friend Sarah who has been on the podcast a couple times told me last night that there's going to be a season of are you the one which is like Yay! a trashy dating show on MTV where everyone in the cast is is um, sexually fluid so it's men and women and they're all in the house together and they have to find their like their like soulmate match and but everyone is like attracted to both men and women and I'm like that shit's gonna be boundary breaking and fucking good TV and I'm mm-hmm. so that's mm-hmm. some shit I'm excited for um, but my my batch comment was uh, I feel like Hannah has a little bit of the same um kind of thing you were describing, Nicole, which I think a lot of um, women, too, myself, like, included, uh, where we're all just, like, taught to be polite and nice to people and, like, smile and be, like, you know, nice. And it can definitely create situations where, you know, like, I feel like I've seen – this has been – I don't know. Hannah, the bachelorette is not, uh, doesn't seem like a pushover at all. She seems very real and she does call people out, whatever. But there's a t- there are times when I've seen her kind of smile through something where I'm like, girl, like, I know you speak up for yourself. Like, why are you smiling through this? But also, you know, it's a TV show and she can't, she can't speak. Like the crazy people are there because they were cast to be there. Yep. So whatever. Um, but yeah, it, it's a tricky thing to that, that line of like how to be just like, yourself and be cool and forward and polite and like not afraid to to take forward steps and also to like gauge you know where the relationship is and whatever so Nicole I want to hear about your dates plural but especially the date like you came on to talk about but just like broadly I feel like we've sort of touched on this but if you had to characterize DC dating and specifically, like, how, for you, obviously, because mm-hmm. of your experience, but also, like, within the context of your friends and their stories, just how would you, like, are there, are other than the stereotypes we were just talking about with Virginia, like, how have you found it? Like, and what are the major pet peeves beyond, like, lazy? But, yeah, anything else that could just kind of, like, color it for people who haven't right. been to D.C.? Um, for me, I find it, sometimes it does feel a little bit like networking, especially if, 
you work in specific fields. So I work in the media and when people find out what company I work at, that's all they want to talk about. And Mm -hmm. it's like, there's that. And also I think there is a tendency to date within, I mean, this again, I don't think it's DC specific, but there's a tendency to date within your industry. So, um, you know, most of my friends, they'll date someone who also, my other friends, they all work in media. So like, they'll also date someone who works in media, maybe in a different capacity, but could understand like, if I have this type of issue with a work project, like what can, like, how can they help me? So it's kind of like a, to me, I think there's always a weird blend of professional plus personal relationship in the state, in the dating world. Um, and, you know, obviously I think with it being DC politics, just they're a thing and you have to be quick to decide if you want to date someone that has the same politics with you. Do you want to be more open about it and be like, you know, someone might not have the exact same, like they will, will be in the same party, but not like the same parts of the party, you know, mm-hmm. maybe someone's more progressive, someone's more of like a moderate liberal and everything. Um, so I think there's a lot of work personally. I think there's a lot of work tied to it um, to DC, but, oh, and another pain in the butt thing about DC is that, you know, people are always coming and going. Mm. Um, a lot of people for whether you work for the government, maybe your job's tied to certain administrations or certain congressional folks. Um, there's that aspect of it or, um, a lot of internships. So the person that I was seeing casually over the summer was here for an internship. So, I mean, I mean, the guy was leaving in August. I was not trying to like lock him down or anything. And I knew that because, He's, I, I don't want to do long distance personally. No, um, no, no, no. I, nobody should want to. It happened to <laughs> me and it, it's fine and it's great, but like, yeah. I'm very glad to be back in the same city. Long distance is rough. Yeah. And so, you know, and I guess New York also has this too with all the internships, people coming and going. So I don't, I think it's hard sometimes to find people who are deciding to settle down in DC for like the rest of their lives. Yeah, it does feel like a very, one, obviously, like, industry-specific or, like, field-specific because calling the government an industry feels weird. Um, But also, like, transient (laughs) transient city. No, I think that was me. And you're in the media. But, like, just – it reminds me a little bit of L.A. in that way where entertainment is such a focus, entertainment Mm -hmm. media. Like, it feels like everyone's talking about it. Mm -hmm. Um, But then also, yeah, that it is – it's definitely more of a city that people – uh, yeah, I, want, I wish I had a statistic on that, but it seems like m- it's more likely that, you know, someone's not going to put their roots down in D.C. just based on the jobs that are there than mm-hmm. other cities. Yeah. And it's funny. I had actually randomly a bunch of friends. I went to school in Chicago, and most of my friends le- went left Chicago and went to either D.C. or New York just randomly. But a lot of – there was a lot of, like, political science majors at my school, and a lot of people went to D.C. and started that um, that whole, like, political hustle life and uh, so I went down and visited like a couple times when I was the first few years I lived in New York and it, a, a lot of them described it the exact same way you did, which is like, it's a small town. Like, you know, they were they were dating and they were just like, it's the same. You know, it's it feels like people are in the same like industry, quote unquote, in the same, you know, like you run into the same people. Like it feels mm-hmm. for, for, for a genuinely like big city, it feels like a small community, which I feel like. It can be tricky with dating stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I remember early like, twenty two, whatever. My friends who were dating there were like, "I don't want to date a guy who works in, like people who are working in politics, like who didn't want to date guys who worked yeah. in politics." We're like, "I can't find anyone to go on dates with who don't who doesn't work in politics." Right, right. I mean, our version of the finance bros of New York are definitely staffers. Anything yeah. staffer. So yeah, totally. That, I'm that just picturing is, Dan from Veep. That's what like, I'm picturing. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> Pretty accurate. Yeah. Funny. So let's hear about your date. Um, you can start at the beginning. You can start okay. at like your, you know, first reaction. So after. I guess for me, I am I'm an Asian American woman um, for the listeners because you can't see me. And so That's I've been trying true. to do this thing uh, where I date men I try I'm trying to date more men who are not white because I was looking at my past dating history a lot of them are white men and I'm like eh, this is not great um just you know for multiple reasons so I've been trying to date more not white men it's not going super well but I'm trying I'm being I'm cognizant of the fact that I need to do it and so I met this guy was one of the first non-white guys I went on a first date with it was totally fine in the beginning we met on tinder 
And he super liked me first. And I was like, sure, why not? If someone likes me, I'll say yes to them. Mm-hmm. Worst case scenario, we talk and we don't go on a date. Not a big deal. And so we went on our date and everything seemed fine. I mean, he was 15 minutes late, which was not great. Mm-hmm. So he showed up late, but it was it was good at first, you know, the banter, the good banter, you know. Um, it was kind of fun because he also wasn't white that we kind of, we're just like doing the whole like, oh, like white people, this white people, that type of thing. Cause it's not something I usually do. Cause I, most of my friends are also white. Um, and it just kind of started getting a little weird when he would, when certain, certain things he would say kind of were a red flag. One thing was like, you're so great. How are you single? How are you so attractive, but also have a personality? Like we were talking about our dating profiles and he was like, oh, like, why did you say yes to me? And I said something. I was like, and I was like, oh, I can pull it up on my phone right now. He's like, oh, I don't need to see how many other guys you're talking to on Tinder. And, and I mean, I think a lot of it, you know, maybe just came from his own insecurity. So I completely understand that, you know, men as well are insecure as much as women are, mm-hmm. all of that. Um, and then it just, I think as we started drinking more, cause I definitely was drunk by the end of the night. Um, things like what was it um he said something like I guess I'm okay with you dating other men like Hmm. if you want to like date them see them hook up with them I'm okay with that but I'm gonna like make you see that I'm the one for you and it's like this is a first date so I just told him oh like we'll see if that happens like I'm still I don't know you I'm still getting to know you and his response was um what was it oh I don't like people who play games and it's like that's not a game that's just like a fact And so, and again, I think it's just maybe we were at completely different places. Like I, for one, I don't, I'm currently not dating to find a boyfriend. I'm dating Mm -hmm. just to see what I like, who I get along with. If it turns out like I get in a relationship, great. If I don't, awesome. Mm -hmm. But I think this guy, he was dating for a relationship um, because he definitely got a lot more vulnerable than I did. And that's, you know, that's fine. Like, great apparently he felt comfortable enough with me to share information but it just got really weird and I felt like um like certain boundaries were crossed when they shouldn't have been at one point he poked my stomach Hmm. yeah I don't like that and as a human uh, I recoiled because like (laughs) someone touches you in your stomach like someone you you'd kind of be surprised and he said something along the lines of like, oh, like I have a tummy too or something. I'm like, well, <gasps> literally all have stomachs, but like, don't. So it's just like things like that. So, um, and I think it was one of those situations where on the date, you know, I was like, this is weird, but it doesn't bother me. Like this is, it's odd, but like, it's fine. And then I think the more I thought of, the more I thought about it, the more uncomfortable I got. So I was dreading when he was going to text me to follow up because he, asked me for a second date while on the first date. And so I knew he was going to text me and follow up with that. And he never texted me. So I went back to Tinder and he lost his phone, lost my number. And was like, Hey, text me when you want to get together. And so instead I just said, like, I had fun. I just don't think we're looking for the same thing. Good luck with everything, you know? And he responds with, Oh, that's such a shame. Can you, can I ask as why you think we're not looking for the same thing? And I just kind of figured that that was he was going to try to argue his way out of that. So I just unmatched him. And another boundary. You said no. And it should, you know, it's okay to like, th- that's an awkward interaction. But you were really honest and upfront. And you you don't owe him anything else. Oh, know. yeah. It was very weird. But yeah, so um, that was, I mean, that might now be my weirdest first date story. <laughs> to be honest, worst first date story. I mean, there's a lot to unpack there. But I, I just feel like. I don't know. I, the, the whole thing of going into a first date or any kind of early date and being pressureful about the future feels a little bit like, I don't know if manipulative is the right word, but it's in something in that world to me. Like you're trying mm-hmm. to like get the outcome you want without taking the time to like get to know the person right. and have any acknowledgement of like, is this something they also want? Like, are we, it's just a like, I've decided what page we're on. I'm not going to check if it's the same page. I've just picked it and like, we're going with this. Yeah. And so, I mean, again, I'm sure he's, uh, I mean, I don't know if I'm being too generous right now, but maybe he just, again, he's working through his own stuff. So 
And I get that. Yeah. I mean, you know, obviously I think with dating, I mean, I kind of just dumped like aired all my frustration on this, this date with this guy. But I think it was a good reminder for me though, um, to remember that I don't know the other person's backstory. Like, I don't know what their history is. I don't know their life. So, you know, I I just like be aware of that and not be so rude if you were to seek another date, you know? Mm, yes but, I do because but I also think you weren't rude I think you handled it very well and I'm not just saying that because you're our list like you listen to our podcast and are here and giving us your time I genuinely like if you know I were on the other end of this and I was him I would be like well no but like if I rationalized it you you did nothing wrong at all right you just didn't yeah. want to go on a second date yeah and also I think I just have to say like I feel like your perspective on everything is so fucking healthy. I'm like, damn, <laughs> do you want to life coach me? Like it's it's true that, you know, for some people I think the it, looking at this, I was I was quick to jump to saying like this guy's manipulating you, which I is I don't know him and I wasn't there. But I also think there's another world where like look, everyone's lonely. Mm-hmm. Some people are really really like they want a partner so badly. Mm-hmm. And they're putting so much pressure on it that it comes off really badly. You know, like it's yeah. it's hard, dude. We are all fucking just humans trying to like connect with each other and not like be lonely. Like that's what dating is, is like just looking for connection with other people and hoping it's, you know, like sometimes like look, you know, people are looking for different things. Like you said, like you're not you're in a great place because you're not like putting that pressure on whatever. But it yeah, it's tough. You know, <laughs> you know, it's yeah. Because there's also a world in which what you jumped to, Liza, and again, like Nicole, you, you know, we're jumping all over your date and we weren't there. <laughs> but there's also a world, there's a reason these things were a little frustrating and you wanted to talk about them, like especially poking your belly, like just asking you on a second. There's so much of it that like especially just because he's a man, like and certain things about gender and privilege and even if he's not a white man, you know, like just the way genders operate. Like there was just some presumption there that just feels like, you know, again, to your point earlier, like whereas you making a reservation was so wild with someone you were already seeing, this stuff was just okay. And it's, yeah, it's not like fucking meet you. We're not in a workplace. I mean, he he should not have touched your stomach actually. That sucks. But it's just this weird thing where – I feel like in all these conversations happening in society around genders and how we treat each other, people like are sometimes like, why are women so kind of incensed by even when it's smaller things or mm-hmm. certain celebrities? It's because all of these micro versions of this have happened to us our whole lives. So whether it's on mm-hmm. a date, you're like, well, I want to be accepting or at work. Well, I don't want to be too this. Mm-hmm, this guy mm-hmm. was like, okay with being too something. And yes, it could probably be because of a million reasons that we'd all be really empathetic towards, but it's just the difference of like, him being willing to like not really listen to your cues and go on his cues versus the opposite. And I know I'm getting on a bit of a high horse here, but like that's why it's okay to be frustrated. That's not the person for you. If they can't like oh, feel yeah. that you feel that shit is weird, like which yeah. it was. <laughs> in general, you know, for anyone, just don't personal space is a thing. Let's just be good about it. Yeah, that's like yeah. Teletubbies or something. What is that where they poke the belly? Like what cartoon? It is felt that? like a Pillsbury Doughboy yes, situation. Like, what did you want from me? Like did you want me to like giggle and think it's cute? Like even if I were in a relationship, if like my boyfriend were to do that, I would still get really annoyed. Like I don't care who you are. Don't do that to me. I hate when people touch my tummy <laughs> or stomach. Sorry. See, I called it a tummy because I'm <laughs> feeling like a child. It's all good. It's all the same Pillsbury thing. Doughboy. It's just weird. It's yeah. Well, I feel like when someone touches your stomach slash tummy, you feel like a child. Like that's yes, what I do to my baby niece is like tickle her tummy. Like it's it is kind of weird. Like infantilize. I don't know. It's like I weird. It's fully a like squirming in my skin right with. now. Like I don't yeah. want to ever. Uh, yeah, it was a date to remember. Oh my god, for not great reasons, but um, yeah. can I ask? Other thing. Oh sorry. Where? Okay, no, Liza, go ahead. Because mine is more about like where you were. I love the details gotcha. of like what kind of. I just feel like. Okay, so we're lightly talking about boundaries. Mm-hmm. The like that like physical boundary, but mm-hmm. I also think there's like a boundary situation. Well, I want to hear more about like how he asked for the second date, how you responded to it at the time, and how like did you feel pressure? Like, was it? Did it feel whatever? Because I feel like that's a, a, like a, I don't think it's a violation if a date's going well, but I do think it can put you in such a weird mm-hmm. spot. Of like having to kind of be polite slash lie slash obfuscate. <laughs> I don't know if that's the right use of that word. Right. 
no, I totally know what you mean. Cause it's like, even when we reject people, we're still being nice and lying. So it's like, no matter how you feel, I just feel like you always are trying to be, I mean, this might be being a woman, you're always trying to be polite, but um, he asked me on a second date, probably halfway through, we, we went to a different bar and, you know, things were going fine. So he was like, oh, like, what are you doing this Saturday? My friends and I are going to a concert. Would you like to come? Like, you'd meet my friends. I, you know, I'll pay for the ticket, whatever, whatever. And I was like, sure, whatever, fine. Because in my mind, I wasn't really thinking about everything that happened slash like half of it didn't happen yet. Um, mm-hmm. So at that point, I didn't really feel pressure to and also he said it in a casual enough way that it was fine but um I did have because I kind of went on a frenzy and went on multiple dates in that week (laughs) I went on a date the day before and someone asked me for a second date at the very end of our first date you know he was like I had a lot of fun like I want to do this again and just the I think it's like a combination of the tone the uh, body language, like I felt more pressured to say yes to that guy, even though our date was completely like, there was personal space res- was respected, nothing weird was exchanged, but I felt more pressured that cause he was, he was like waiting for me to answer, but versus this guy, I think he was more just like chill about it weirdly, if that makes any sense. But I mean, totally. I think in general, like don't ask for a second date while you're on the first date. Like I get it, you're excited, but at least wait till you leave the person leaves and then maybe text them. Like I had a lot of fun. Let's do this again. Yeah. Cause in person, like I just feel pressure to say yes, regardless. And like, you don't have, a t- you know, I didn't really have any time to collect my thoughts of like, let me take a step back, really assess what happened on this date. Like, I think you're just kind of riding on the, Oh my goodness. I cannot use my words. The in, like, r- like endorphin rush of the mm-hmm. date, whether it's a good one or a bad one. And, and the end of a date so awkward. What do we do? Like, how do we end this? Mm-hmm. It's funny that you mentioned that, like, I had a great time. Because there are so many different ways you can say that. I had a moment when I was doing, like, the 51 dates where, I guess 32 dates, but where I was, like, the kiss of death, death for me. The guys who were saying that to me kept just never texting me again. Full cricketing or I'd mm-hmm. reach out. And it was, like – because I don't think they were asking in the same way. They were just, like, saying something. They were like, I had a great time tonight. And maybe they didn't always say, I would love to do this again. But I was like, that is the kiss of death for me in this moment of dating. Everyone keeps saying that and then not following up. Whereas if you get a text after, sometimes that was like, oh, you actually mean right. Yeah. just think, like, we've got to find a better way to end dates. Like, I wish we could, as a society, just, like, change how <laughs> like, they're ended. It's like, always just, yeah. Like, and especially, like, again, like, some people, you know, they like to kiss on their first date. Some people don't. Mm-hmm. Like, do you hug them? Like, you know, it's, it's so I actually had one date and, and he was going in for a kiss. And, like, I saw it happening slow motion in front of my face. And usually I don't kiss on a first date because um, I don't. I, I have no logical reasoning as to why, but I saw him like coming in kiss, like about to kiss me on the face. And I just like turned my head and started laughing because I just was so awkward and didn't know what to do. But like he handled it really well and it was fine. I mean, we ended up going on multiple dates. It was okay. Mm-hmm. But it's just, I think, I don't think I was more mortified. Like I was just so that at the end to that first date will just forever be cemented in my brain because I laughed in front of a guy's face as he was trying to <laughs> Right. And you're like not trying to be a jerk. Like, no, no I, it was just, I'm awkward. I also, I'm awkward and I always felt weird about kisses on the first date just because unless I was like drunk and really, I don't know, attracted, it just feels like I remember germs and I remember like, I don't know you and you could, it's I don't like know. It's like a stranger's mouth. I it's get it. It's a stranger's mouth. It's a stranger's like, mouth. Yeah. But yeah. Lots of cheeks. I turned my head with the cheek. Oh, so awkward. And then you kind of hug and you just go different ways or the same way. It's just a disaster. The kind of hug is so weird, too. I remember that even, like, in college. Like, I don't know, very few, like, dates I went on in college because it wasn't, like, a real – it was literally, like, you know, children pretending to be adults, basically. But at the end, we were like, okay, like, uh, like, I would know what to do if this were, like, a frat party and we were drunk and whatever. But it's so – it's just – yeah. Deeply bizarre moment in life. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think like how you end job interviews that didn't go well. And if we can take something from that or something. Just handshake. Just give handshakes to everyone. Just handshakes. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. That's a handshake. You'll hear from us in three to five days. Yeah. You'll hear from (laughs) me. Like like, as much as like I hate. We're talking to a couple other candidates (laughs) and we'll let you know. Yeah. (laughs) 
Oh, oh boy. Oh, Kimmy, I mean, what were you going to ask about the bar? Because I oh, also yeah. have bar questions. I was wondering where you were. Like, where and who picked the place and, like, just what – it was it dinner or drinks? Or mm-hmm. it sounded like two bars. Um, yeah, the so date, we yeah. went to two bars. We were on 14th Street. Um, okay. So that's – it has a lot of bars. has a lot of restaurants. It's a pretty popular place to go out. Mm-hmm. And so he picked it, which, like, that was great because I didn't want to – do any work after I made plans for the date for the day before um and so we went and had oysters at this place and then just a couple blocks up we went to a tapas place Barcelona and just had wine oh yeah I love Barcelona yeah Um, yeah I mean the date venues were great you know like oysters wonderful Mm -hmm. Barcelona great but um it just things got kind of weird yeah okay at the very least you know I met a human (laughs) <laughs> I learned that I like my personal space and that it weirds me out if you keep asking me questions like, how are you single? How do you have a personality? Oh, yeah. We didn't even talk about that. Okay. I, I take back that. my <laughs> my earlier thing where I was like, <laughs> I don't know his journey. That's uh, that's very – that's some patriarchy bullshit. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I just feel like it's, this idea odd. that like I – mean, if a woman is cool, she must be snatched up. Like that's so weird. <laughs> It's just, yeah, no, I don't, it definitely felt like, I'm trying to think of a way to phrase this. It's like, yeah, women are like two-dimensional in a certain regard. Like you can only be one or the other. There's a dichotomy. You can't be a combination of both. And like the idea of a woman wanting to be single, even though she might be like all these great things. Yeah. It's Mm -hmm. just also like what, again, what, how am I supposed to respond to those? Like what answer am I supposed to say to that? Like I'm single because like, let me tell you everything that's wrong with me. Like, no. And then the thing of like, you're so pretty, but how do you, how are you so pretty with a personality? It's like, I don't know. It's like how, I don't know how I developed a personality. Don't we all have personality? What a weird backhand compliment. And these are things I feel like are like learned terrible phrases or something that like he probably meant he was like you're gorgeous and I love your personality wow mind-blowing because of his history whatever mm-hmm. he hadn't met someone who were, was those things but it does like not to bring the bachelor up again but it feels like the dumb shit they're like they feel like they have to say in their little interviews like mm-hmm. like I don't know especially the like wow how could this person be single like because I really hate that because I I don't believe that being in a relationship gives you any value at all but I was single forever and I often internalized that society says that so much and now I'm just like well fuck that now I've finally seen the other side and I don't believe I honestly was a cooler person when I was single maybe like (laughs) I just I hate all of his little theses and I feel like they're like weirdly things that are like I don't know where they come from because I like a, a movie doesn't exactly come to mind but just they feel like trite in a way like things that guys feel like they need to say I don't know and like based on weird outdated assumptions like I feel like it was it reminds me of like Mad Men slash like just my you know my mother and grandparents like you know what I mean like they're like my mom's childhood like she was like I don't know she always talks she like being a feminist is such a big deal to her and like then I which I didn't fully get until I watched Mad Men but it's like some of these assumptions of like oh, like, you can't be smart and beautiful. And, like, if you are cool, or if you're, like, it's just, they're so old, these assumptions. Like, have we not shaken them? Like, are we not, like, better? Yeah. I don't know. We're, we're not. The assumptions yeah, we're are not. No, for sure. rampant, I feel like. Yeah. Oh. I think that's a cool thing about dating, if everyone will allow me to be a little fucking philosophical slash big picture for a second, is that, like, I feel like you – Obviously, like, we select the people we're around. You know, you can't choose your family, like, et cetera. Mm -hmm. But we select, like, the friends we're around, like, eventually the people we we have, like, romantic relationships with, like, whatever. And it can be easy to forget that, like, there are all these people who exist with completely different sets of, like, experiences. And this is a positive and a negative thing, but, like, experiences, assumptions, like – beliefs about the world like the way they see things like and I feel like something I always found cool when Kimmy was dating was like when she would interact with someone who was just so different than like someone in her world normally and sometimes that was really good and sometimes they were trash monsters you know and it's like you do get kind of put into these situations where you're like well I don't know anything about you and we're gonna find out but it is there's a there's a dark underbelly to that and that also Nicole to go back to just like 
I give you a lot of credit. I realized when I started going on more dates that I was checking certain boxes and even, yeah, a bunch of white guys and just like being cognizant of that and then making, you know, an effort not to be like, again, super weird about this and like, but I think that's, I don't know, it's so easy for us to do whether it's race, whether it's beliefs, like, or political, you know, affiliations. Like, it's so easy to talk to someone who has your same set of life experiences or like think you want to date them and actually I don't know. I looked for those, checking those boxes so many times, especially around school and, like, the same, like, we went to a decent undergrad. You're on this track. You're in this world. And that, like, looking back, I'm, like, I mean, I'm not with, like, someone who was homeschooled forever and, or, like, it's something totally wild. He went to school and has an MBA. But it was just, like, I don't know, at least opening myself up to people from different life paths and I don't know it's just it's a good thing for all of us to keep in mind when we date I'll just pat myself on the back with that for at least <laughs> being aware of it and yeah no I mean and I think that's why at least for right now um for the most part especially on hinge because you know on hinge you can see if someone likes you before yeah. you like them unless I find them like like something really offensive so going back to whole fact that I'm an Asian American woman so sometimes I can tell based off their profile if they're do maybe they're going to do the weird fetishes fetishizing me tokenizing me and everything so unless it's that then i'll say yes to them and again if they want to start a conversation and talk and ask me out on a date or i'll ask them out then sure so mm -hmm. i'm trying to be more generous because i realized again we're hu we're all humans and yeah. so how much does that tokenism and fetishism like how do you see that coming across and i imagine it's just probably in really offensive ways but is that I want to believe it's less like I happens less often than it does, but it probably is something you so, deal with. So for me, let's see. I think it's unfortunately – I mean, no. Fortunately for me – sorry. Fortunately for me, I haven't dealt with it as much. Mm -hmm. um, I think sometimes you can tell right away in certain profiles or there's certain things in profiles that I kind of look out for. So anytime – like if the person went to like, I don't know, Japan, let's say they went to Japan and they're like doing the tourist tourism pictures. It just depends on how they took the photo. It's a very, it's all shades of gray. I think it's a case by case situation. Mm -hmm. um, and so there's this one person, like anytime they're maybe in a Halloween costume and they do something and it doesn't even have yeah. to be just like an Asian thing. It could be if they're dressing up as Native Americans, I'm like, okay, well, this is just incorrect and like a bit much then I won't say yes to them. Um, but like in person, I haven't had anything really happen. I mean, I think the first guy I dated in call dated right outside of college, right after college, he said something along the lines of like, well, you're basically white. And I was like, ooh, yeah. that's not great. And to be, you know, and I mean, was that kind of even like whitewashing myself doing a code switch? Yes. But it did. It's also a thing of like, I'm an Asian American woman, like where mm -hmm. that's not going to change. And then more recently, it's just if I do go on dates with white guys, if they're the if they're bringing it up or like they do the thing of because I'm Korean, if they do the thing of Korean barbecue is my favorite, I know this great spot, like I love kimchi. I'm like okay, like awesome. So it's just little things yeah. like that I have to be on the lookout for. But in general, like it hasn't been too bad. I think as long as it's a thing of this is my culture, I'm not going to teach you about it and you know, you just need to understand, like, if you like me, then you have to learn about it on your own in a respectful manner. If you mm -hmm. have questions and like, sure, we can talk about it, but that's yeah. not all consuming. Yeah, totally. That like, does make balance. sense. Like yeah. all consuming versus someone who's genuinely interested or yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like ask questions in a way that is, I don't know, smart and yeah, <laughs> like admits that they, you know, yeah. don't things right. they don't know. And I don't know, like I, I've, I can't I I don't know as a white person but yeah. it's also like you know I I feel like it's I imagine it must be something that you have like some kind of instinct for to just like if I don't know that old thing that old saying of like if it feels icky it is mm -hmm. yeah. yeah I mean so usually what is it sometimes I'm on edge when it's like someone just assumes that I was born and raised in Korea and it's like I was born in DC I've lived here my whole life if anything you know like mm -hmm. there's so many like you know I'm not the only Asian American person in the world that kind of has their foot in both worlds. So, I mean, um, there's that TV show on Hulu, Rami, and there's that one episode yes. that they focus on the sister and she goes, 
she ha really hasn't been able to date for multiple reasons, uh, mainly cultural reasons. And so she goes on a date with that guy. And when he cooks her dinner and it's hummus, like I already was like, ooh, something's off with him. And lo and behold, he definitely was fetishizing the whole fact mm -hmm. that she was um, Egyptian and not white. Yeah, no, that show, I have to shout it out too because I interned on the TV team at A24 who made that show and I am I think it's unbelievable. But yeah, especially that episode and also just like dating from a Muslim perspective for Rami who's like, mm -hmm. it's very different than Master of None because he's trying to keep with the traditions of his religion, which is just so interesting. It's, yeah, just the fact that like, yeah, that scene, that the hummus is so clear and that it reverberated with you so, like it's just it sucks it sucks that people are so tone deaf just like or I guess maybe they're they're not and they want those intentions to be known sometimes but yeah, yeah. it's just it's such a good reminder and I think tv movies we need to keep like exploring different ways of dating because white women and men dating has been explored so much and I know we do it here but like I I we're trying so much to open our eyes because yeah it's just different for everybody like the apps using the apps is different for everybody oh yeah I mean I because I was trying to talk to I think it was my mom about it and she was just so weirded out by apps and it's also another I mean it's a generational thing and a cultural thing like my parents and I can probably tell you because my parents came to the U.S. in the 80s mm -hmm. in general like this is a huge generalization it's like the way that they date and the way that they think of dating in Korea is completely different than how they date here. So it's like, I'm not dating with the intention of getting married. Mm. I'm, how old am I? I'm 27. So like in their <laughs> mind, I should, in their mind, I should be dating with the intention of marriage as the goal. Cause that's what the folks in Korea are doing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's fine, but it's just not what I'm doing. So it's kind of like, I think it's, it's an interesting thing. And I definitely feel like my relationship with my mom has changed a little bit now that we can more openly talk about dating because she's slowly understanding, like, I'm just trying to figure out what I want at this point. Totally. It adds, I mean, a whole nother layer because I feel like there is a, this generational thing about dating. And, like, my mom, th my my cousin, Katie, who's been, we've heard on the pod, who met her now boyfriend through the apps and Bo, whatever, my mom was like, I'm just worried about her safety. I was like... Like, she's not going to get murdered from going on a – I mean, knock on wood, because obviously that's kind of horrible stuff happens. But my mom's very, like, whatever. But I feel like, obviously, there's there's already a generational thing around apps. And then to add, like, a cultural element of, like, this is not what their world was when they were dating. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, my dad tricky fully, to communicate. <laughs> my dad fully thought Tinder was, like, a sex app. And when he first found out that my brother and I had Tinder, he was like, oh, my God. I think he thought it was, like, Ashley Madison for young people or something oh like that. Like, I don't know. Like, I remember he was like, oh, I've heard of these things. And again, again, he's, like, you know, born on Long Island, has lived around New York, Massachusetts his whole life. So. And also, I'd classify your dad as, like, a cool dad. He is. Like, but he, he goes to concerts. Like, he's a cool dad, you know. Cool dad, yeah. He's not a regular so dad. To, he's a it's cool true. dad. It's like, yeah. But he oh, met my mom totally so cool. young, so it's just, like, different. Yeah. It's just different. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. So, Nicole, you feel like your mom's been, like, getting it a little bit more, though? I think so. At least with me. I have an older sister, and I think that's a whole other monster. But with me, I think she's under, she understands it more now. She actually told me I need to stop going on so many first dates. <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, I did go – hold on. I do – I was telling – I said this, but I do have a spreadsheet. <laughs> Wonderful. Wait, yes. Pull it up. <laughs> spreadsheet. So let's see. In 2019, starting in January, I've been on 10 for like 10 individual first dates. And like one of them, I went on six dates with another one, mm -hmm. two and three. So, but within this past, let's see. Okay. I love this. I had a spreadsheet. Katie had a spreadsheet. I'm sure my brother Dude, had a spreadsheet. Was, he loves Excel. I am Excel. so about the spreadsheets. If anyone else has a spreadsheet, can you can people pick screenshot or send us in just your weirdest fields? I want to make a field for whether or not they have big dick energy. In the oh next my gosh! I Someone actually had that. Oh my god! I was just on Bumble this like a while, like, right before we started to record, mm -hmm. and someone <laughs> his bio just goes. Maybe it's big dick energy. Maybe it's Maybelline. <laughs> I was just like, oh my God, what is this? It was so weird. But okay, so the date range from, I want to say May 19th until 
May 30th. So the last two weeks of May, I've been on four dates. So I've been two weeks. And I always, I'm like, I stupidly do the thing where I went on one date Sunday, one date Monday. The next week, it was a date Wednesday and a date Thursday. So I kind of admittedly got things a little confused. (laughs) And I might have repeated myself. No, but that's, okay, I'm interested because things just fall like that. They happen when you're doing a lot of dating. How do you feel that impacts like the second date you go on? Even if they're totally different people, like, you know, mm-hmm. do you think that going on them back to back, you're doing any comparisons or like, I'm, I'm actually just thinking this out loud for either of you kind of. So for me, it just, it makes it easier to, for me, it becomes really clear which one, which person I like more. Yeah. Yeah. Within those two. So, um, you know, it's just, it's kind of, it's kind of fun, but it's exhausting. I actually, and for me, cause I'm like, I might as well just knock these two dates out. I'm not even doing the thing where it's like, I'm doing a date at 6 PM and date at 8 PM. Cause I'm horrible at tra- uh, keeping track of time. So that Same. would just be stupid. I can't, but, I could, yeah, I can't get out of a date. Like I, I'm like, yeah. in it. So, yeah, but you know, it's exhausting, but it's also fun. And also, but yeah, it just makes it obvious which one's better than the other. So of yeah. those four, which one was better than all the others? Uh, I would say the most recent one, which okay. I can – I'll talk about later, I guess, if you guys want me to, or I can just briefly go over it right now. Yeah, go out. Yeah, let's talk about it a little bit. Okay, so <laughs> um, this guy liked me first on the app, on Hinge, so I said yes to him. And he might be – I think he's four years older than yeah, math. Yeah, he's four years older than me, so he's 31. So that's the mm. oldest guy I've ever been on a date with. And it's just night and day I'm g- of being on a date with a 31-year-old versus, like, I think the youngest guy I've been on a date with was 25. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, that six-year age gap. Even if it's, like, a three-year age gap, like, 27-year-old, no, that math is not correct. So even if I go on a date with a 28-year-old and date with a 31-year-old, it's just – I just like, I was explaining to my sister and she goes, it sounds like the 30 year old, 31 year old just like doesn't care anymore. Like he's just tired. So he's like, here I am, just go with it. And like, you know what? I can go with that. Like why put on all these airs? So it was actually, I think he was the best one. He -hmm. also showed up 15 minutes late to the date. I don't know what it is right now with these (laughs) men. I was actually just about to leave and he called me and being like, I'm so sorry all the drinks are on me, like everything we do, like I'll pay for it. Don't worry about it. I will be there right now. I'm so sorry. But to be fair, we did the stupid thing where I said I was free after eight. No, I said, I'm free at eight. And he goes, anytime after eight sounds perfect. So we thought we set a time, but we didn't. Oh, okay. Then, then it was forgivable. Kind of like, there's yeah. wiggle room, you know, it's okay. And he made it right. Like, I feel like a good, like, well-intentioned apology and, like, mm-hmm. I'm buying you drinks. Like, that's my thing is, like, if you make you, it right, like, okay. And you care. Like, it's a weird thing. I remember sometimes people were late and they just, like, got angry with themselves or the bus and they couldn't let it go once they got there. And it's like, you, like, you're seeing how someone, maybe, maybe, this is a good thing. You see how someone deals with, like, I am very frustrated when, like, transit makes me late or traffic. So oh, you see how someone, hard. like, handles, like, he was very apologetic and, like, mm-hmm. he understood that it was not cool, which I I appreciate. Have you guys discussed a second date? Did that come up on the first date? I (laughs) No, but he did ask me um, towards the end. He was like, did you have fun tonight? And I was like, you know, I was caught off guard again. So I was just (laughs) like, and so I just said, well, if I didn't have fun, I would have left, which is I'm really bad at leaving bad dates. Like I'll just write it out because I don't know how to leave. Mm -hmm. And so he goes, no, I don't think that's true. I think you're a nice person. I think even if it was a bad date, you'd stay, which is the truth. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, no, like I had fun. Like, you know, it was, and I told him, you know, I was like, first dates are awkward. Like they're weird, but you know, as far as first dates go, like we had good conversation and that's fine. You know, that's all we can ask for. And then I was going to ask him the question back, but I got really, really awkward about it. And he goes, no pressure. Like, you don't have to ask me questions. You don't have to like answer that. Like, you know, and I was like, okay. But then I still asked him he said he had a good time. So, Um, but I did ask him for a second date. And I think, Oh, I thought he, I just got like a string of texts. I was like, who is this? But yeah, we'll see. I mean, so you I asked him though. You're just... work... He has a hectic work schedule. So I'm just like, eh, it's fine. But good. Like, that's the thing. Fuck it. Like, what do you have to lose by asking? Do you know what I mean? This is, I don't know. I don't know. I really like this vibe. This is like the vibe I hope that we like can project to people who are like kind of feeling down and out. Cause I know it's hard. It sucks to like, I went on so many 
dates where it was just like I didn't even know if I was into them but then it didn't go to a second date and I just hated myself for no reason but like once you do more dates I feel like once you're dating and you have a spreadsheet Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter (laughs) you just go and you know spreadsheets they help I feel like you should just make like your own spreadsheet template tm it and like you know yeah but we, yeah, maybe That's we should start collecting honestly. ideas. I know. I, I've been loving making, like, some de- – I, lo- I get into Photoshop. I'll make something pretty. Like, it's Just, like you know, a chore list. Teacher business venture right <laughs> there. All about it. Um, incredible. Well, this has been so – it's been so great to hear about your experience and these strange first dates. Um, <sighs> please keep us updated. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we'll check back in and you can let us know. About yeah. your future dates. Completely. We'll and for everyone listening, you know, email us. You've heard me do it a million times. Email us 51firstdatespod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram at 51firstdatespod. Join our secret Facebook group. It's a wonderful place on the internet. Nicole, is there anything you'd like to promote? I know this can be weird sometimes when um, people have more traditional jobs, but. I guess support media. I don't know. Like if you <laughs> subscribe to things so people mm-hmm. can get paid. Yes. No, it's very important. I think now more than ever without getting too deep. But yes. Buy your subscriptions to your stuff. Yes. Don't do it in incognito (laughs) mode on your computer. Um cool. Well, thank you so much, Nicole. This has been really, really fun. Yeah, no, thanks for letting me just talk about my life for whatever number of minutes. It is perfect and that is what this is for. And we we can't wait to hear more about dating journeys and VA, DC, wow, I sound like a loser. Don't know any <laughs> any way to make that sound cool. Any of those acronyms. Cool. <laughs> um, amazing, and thank you to everyone listening. We love you. We and love you. Send your worst date. first dates. Oh, and- yeah, oops. Sorry, I hit it prematurely. No, no, no. <laughs> you know what? I'm just being redundant at this point, but you should go on a date. <laughs> go on a date. <laughs>